0: move it up <laughs> all right turn your Bibles again to Joshua chapter one please Joshua chapter one as you're turning there I have two things I would like to encourage you um, a young lady here that epitomizes faithfulness and that's Tina Valdez Tina has been in our church over 40 years she come as a bus kid many years ago, rode a bus to church, and, and over the years have served very faithfully in Juana in uh, nursery and Sunday school, just served so many different ways. And she's been such a blessing to so many people babysitting their kids and uh, never got married and probably has always wanted a child of her own, but now she has two foster kids, two kids that were removed from their home, and, and she took them into her house, and so that shower Thursday night is our way of trying to help her and support her doing that. Most of you know Tina. Some of you may not know who she is. And I want to encourage, as a church, we ought to rally around Tina and help her in, in this endeavor of being a foster parent and some of the needs you have as a parent, uh, uh, having kids in your house. So that shower on Thursday night is for her, and it's our way as a church. We want to help you and be a blessing to you during that time. And so I encourage you to have part in that. Uh, let's see here uh, Gentlemen, we will not do the uh, testimonies tonight Time went along longer than normal, okay? And so we'll plan kind of another night for that One other person, I just want to uh, express how impressed I have been with them And that's Brother Bill Lecton. Brother Bill has lost his wife A wife of how many years was it, Brother Bill? 54 years Served 36 years on the mission field, and been faithful to our church. He and his wife both served on missions committee. And what impressed me, I've never seen before. Usually, when someone loses their spouse, they maybe have two or three weeks where they come back to church in time of grieve, and and maybe don't want to talk to people. People talk to them about their spouse, lest they break down, and just a little time to you know get over things. But the very next Sunday after his wife passed away, he was in church has been practically every single Sunday. And a verse that had come to my mind is when David in the book of Samuel lost a child. He had a son, became very sick, and the, the David was told that your son is dying. And in the, in the Bible says David went into his room, fell prostrate on the ground, and, uh, and cried out to God to spare his son. However, God chose not to do that. God took his son home. And the very next verse, it says he got up washed himself himself, and came to the house of God to worship. David realized God is too wise to do wrong and too good to make a mistake and he realized the place to gather strength to deal with the loss of a loved one was the house of God and I thought of Bill Licton. He came to God's house to be with God's people when he lost his wife he realized that's where I need to go to strength and so Bill we are praying for you we love you and uh, what a wonderful service that was yesterday! You he were here and uh, commemorate to celebrate the life of his wife. So uh, we to continue to pray for Brother Bill. You can't be with someone that long and lose them without missing them. So I'm sure that you would pray for him. All right, let's continue our study tonight on the book of Joshua. You did not get a handout tonight. If you hold your hand up, Brother Phil wants to bring that to you for the notes for tonight's service. Last week, we looked at verses 1 through 9. We looked at what was called the ingredients for success. Here is the commissioning of Joshua. God has called Joshua to take the place of Moses to lead the people into the promised land. In verses 1 through 9, God gives him the ingredients to be successful, of the military captain of the Israelites going into the promised land. There'd be much battles, much wars, and he gave him the ingredients for success. This time in verses 10 through 18, I want to title the message, No Slackers Allowed. No Slackers Allowed. When I say slacker, I mean a loafer, an idler, a shirker. Someone who does not do the responsibilities. And uh, some time ago, I read an article that said that this individual likened the church unto the Super Bowl. They said there's 65 to 70,000 people sitting in the stands in the Super Bowl in dire need of exercise, watching 22 men playing on the field in dire need of rest. And how that's a picture in many churches. In most churches, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. 80% of the people are doing 20% of the work. Some of the people are doing no work. And I don't believe that's true of our church. I believe our church has a greater percentage of workers, but yet there's still probably several in our church that are not involved in doing some part in the ministry. They come every week, but they're not involved in any ministry. And so I want to encourage you to consider something. Someone said there's three kinds of members, and I want you maybe to consider which one you might be tonight. First of all, there are those who wonder what's happening, they don't come enough, they come occasionally. And they hear things going on in the church, and what's going on, some ministries, some things are planned for the God's people. And they don't know enough, so they wonder what's ha- what's going on at First Baptist Church. They come very occasionally and do not know the, all the activities going on, so they wonder what's happening. They make up about ten percent of the people. Next, there are those that watch what is happening. They come every Sunday, and they're they do a lot of things in the minute in the church but they're watching other people do all the work they go to the meals enjoy the meals, they watch people serve they watch people clean up, they go and have a meal and they leave they see other people doing stuff, they make about 70% of the people in the church those that watch what's happening and then there's lastly those that work to make things happen, they make about 20% of the people those that wonder what's happening, those who watch what's happening, and those who work to make things happen. Which one are you tonight? Are you one of those who wonder what's happening? You don't come enough. You don't know what's going on. You may read the bulletin and the activities, but you wonder what's going on at First Baptist Church. Or are you one of those who come quite occasionally, maybe every Sunday, and you watch others do a lot, but you don't do anything yourself. You enjoy the ministries of the church, but you don't work in any of them. And there are the faithful few, which I'm so grateful for, the backbone of ministry that work, those that work to make things happen. Which one are you? Here in Joshua chapter 1, in verse 10, we first of all have Joshua's command. In verses 10 and 11, his command, he said, tells his people, go, he says, get ready to go. We have a job to do, we have some work to accomplish. In verse ten he says this, then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host and command the people saying, Prepare your victuals, that means your food. For within three days ye shall pass over the Jordan to go into the possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess. Basically we want to go and do what God has told us to do. He's promised us lamb. And he tells people, get ready. We're going to go and possess the land which God promised to us. That was Joshua's command. Next, we're going to see Joshua's reminder. Joshua's reminder, that's in verse 12 through 15. In verse 12, it says, And to the Reubenites, and to the Gadites, and to half the tribe of Manasseh spake Joshua, saying then he says, what he's going to say here, he's going to say, remember Moses' command. Verse 13. Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, the Lord your God hath given you rest and hath given you this land. The first thing he reminded them of, number one, your wives, your children, and your cattle ought to remain. Your wives, your children and cattle remain. Remember, he just told them, we're going to get ready to cross over the Jordan River, go in the promised land. And there's some here that were going to stay on the other side of the Jordan. And, to there, and he's speaking to them. The Reubenites, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh. And remember what Moses commanded you? First of all, he says, your wives, your children shall remain. Verse 14, your wives, your little ones, and your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan. Next, number two, he says, but you shall work and help your brothers until everyone can rest. But you shall work, and more importantly, he says, you shall fight and help your brothers until everyone can rest. Your children, your wives, your cattle can remain behind, but you'll go with others over the Jordan River to the other side, and work to help your brothers until everyone can rest. In verse 14, and it goes on to say, But ye shall pass before your brethren, armed, all the mighty men of valor, and help them until the Lord hath given you re- brethren rest. So basically here, Joshua is speaking to his people, the Israelites, and said, We're going to go over the promised land, over the Jordan, the promised land God's promised us. But there were two and a half dry- tribes, I'm going to show you just a moment, who went to Moses prior the, the promised land and said, we want to stay on this side of the Jordan. And so, now they come to the Jordan River and Joshua remembers that. And he tells them, people, he said, listen, we want your children, your wives, and cattle to stay here. But you are to go. You're to go over the promised land and fight the enemy until everybody can rest. And so... Let me show you. That's the command of Moses. Your wives and children cannot remain, but you shall work until everyone can rest. Now, let me show you the command Joshua was reminding them of. You would go with me now to the book of Numbers, please. The book of Numbers. Here's the command that he was reminding them of, that Moses gave them permission to possess land on this side of the Jordan. Numbers 32, the command Joshua was reminding them of. Numbers 32, you got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. Chapter 32. Now remember when Joshua spoke to them, there were two and a half tribes. There was the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half a tribe of Manasseh. Remember that? But I want you to notice here the half a tribe of Manasseh was missing in the original here. It says in chapter 32, verse 1, it says, Now the children of Reuben and the children of Gad had a very great multitude of cattle. And when they saw the land of Jasar, the land of Gilead, and behold, the place was a place for cattle. And the children of Gad and the children of Reuben came and spake unto Moses and Eleazar the priest, And unto the princes of the congregation, saying that he mentions a whole bunch of names. and will not mention them unless I butcher the names there. But look in verse 4. Even the country which the Lord smote before the congregation of Israel is a land for cattle, and thy servants have cattle. Wherefore, said they, if we have found grace in thy sight, let this land be given unto thy servants for possession, and bring us not over the Jordan. Now, this is the, the situation that Joshua was reminding them of. Once they got to the promised land, before they pro- crossed over, here Joshua reminds them of this promise uh, that, that Josh, I mean, God, Moses gave to them. But did you notice And Joshua had an extra group of people there, the half a tribe of Manasseh. Basically, they came and said, we want to stay on this side and not go over and fight. And Joshua says, no. You can leave your children here, but you're to go over and work like everybody else does. Until everybody can rest, then you can go back. But you notice this group increased. Someone says laziness is contagious. And I found if people in the church, there's a group of people that do nothing but watch. Other people see that, and they want to do the same. They want to be a part of those who wonder, those who watch, and not those who work. And so that number that wanted to uh, wash up and increased. Now, if you would, please, notice here uh, Moses' response. So they said, basically, we have a lot of cattle. This here is a land for cattle. We ask that you give us this land before, and we don't have to go over to uh, Jordan River to the promised land. And notice that was a request. Notice re- Moses' response in verse 6. It was a threefold, three-fold response, first of all. Letter A, he says, shall you sit while others do the work? Shall you sit while others do the work? He says, verse 6, shall your brethren go to war and shall you sit here? Otherwise, they didn't want to go work. They didn't want to go fight. They wanted to sit in this area where there's plenty of, of food for the animals. And Moses responds, listen, shall you sit while others work? Letter B, the second response. He says, you discourage others when you do nothing. You discourage others when you do nothing. Verse 7. And wherefore discourage ye the heart of the children of Israel from going to war into the land which the Lord hath given to them. What you saying here, they requested to stay and not go over the promised land and fight all the enemy. And, Joshua, and, and, and Moses said here, listen, is it right for you to sit here where everybody else goes to work? And if you sit and do nothing, you discourage those who want to work. And I want you to listen. If you're here tonight and you're one of the ones who watch what's happening, the fact that you watch and not work discourage those who do work. We have ministries in our church that really need a lot of help. And and those in charge of the ministry sometimes are overworked doing too much work because people are not helping. Can I give you an example? The nursery. The nursery, <laughs> anyone that knows uh, those that work in the nursery, they work. And by the way, the nursery is growing. And when I heard last time there were 30, 32 in there. It's growing. It needs help. And what happens when there's not enough workers, those that do work sometimes come in for Sunday school and there's not enough work and have to stay into, into the 11 o'clock service. And so they need help. Every parent that has a child in the nursery ought to work in the nursery. Yet there are some who put the kids in there and, and, and come to church and, and be ministered to and do not work. And so and basically, shall you sit? And everybody else does the work. You discourage others who do work. Those who work in the ministry because, and work overtime and do other people's jobs get very discouraged because some people don't work. And I want you to end that. Another ministry, you know, the blast club kids. We need help in that. What a ministry that is, to go into the public schools and give the gospel. And yet, we need help there. We're going to start up here at the end of this month. And I want to encourage you to pray about working with the Blast Kids Club. They go over to Sanders, and they go to Connerton. And here's kids, some of them have never read the Bible, never heard much about Christ, and we have an opportunity to go and give the gospel. And yet, they need help. And I encourage you to consider doing that. So here they said... Moses, here's a land that's got plenty of food for our cattle. We got a lot of cattle. We want to stay here and not go over the Jordan River. And Moses responds, so you sit while others do the work. You discourage others when you do nothing. And in verse 16, notice here, he says, doing nothing makes you guilty and sinning against the Lord. He said to these people who wanted to sit while others work, he said, doing nothing makes you guilty of sinning against the Lord. We're looking at verse 16, please. Verse 16. Notice the response of the people. Remember, Moses said, shall you sit while others work? And if you sit and do nothing, you discourage those who do work. Verse 16, notice their response, which was a good response. And they came near unto him and said, we will build sheepfolds here for our cattle, and cities for our little ones. Verse 17, But we ourselves will go ready armed before the children of Israel until we have brought them into their place, and our little ones shall dwell in the fenced cities because of the inhabitants of the land. Verse 18, We will not return into our houses until the children of Israel hath inherited every man his inheritance. For we will not inherit with them on yonder side, Jordan, or forward, because our inheritance is fallen on this side of Jordan, uh, eastward. Now look in verse 20. Moses said unto them, if, if you would do this thing, in other words, they said, Our children remain, as you said, we will go over to the, the promised land and fight with our brothers. And we'll fight until they too get rest. And once they inhabit their land and rest, then we'll come back and be with our families. In verse 20, Moses said unto them, If you will do this thing, if you will go on before the Lord to war, and will go, verse 21, and will go all you that are armed over Jordan before the Lord, until he hath driven out his enemies from before him, and the land be subdued before the Lord, then, then afterward ye shall return, and notice here, and be guiltless before the Lord and before Israel. And the land shall be your possession before the Lord. The word guiltless means innocent or blameless or clean. He says, by doing this, you'll be innocent before the Lord because you helped your brothers gain their possessions and you come back now and you can rest. Now they're resting and you can rest. But verse 23, notice this is quite strong. But if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord and be sure your sin will what? Find you out. Basically they responded properly. Moses said, okay you can have this land but leave your children and your wives and cattle here and you go with your brothers over in the promised land and fight the wars. And you'll continue to fight to everybody's possessor property. And when everybody's resting, then you can rest. Then go back. But he's, and they respond we will do that. He says, okay If you will do that, then you will be innocent and blameless before the Lord. But, if you don't, you have sinned against the Lord. And now, go back to Joshua, please. Back to Joshua. In verse 16, here's the people in response. Remember, Joshua reminded them them of the conversation they had with Moses. What Moses told them to do. And here's what they responded in verse 16, And they answered Joshua saying, We will do what you want us to do. Verse 16, he says, All that thou commandest us we will do, and whithersoever thou sendest we will go. What a great response. Of what you can us, we will do our part. That's what they were saying. The letter B, We will follow you as you follow the Lord. Remember up to this point, Moses was the leader. Now Joshua was the leader. And Joshua, we will follow you as you follow the Lord. Verse 17. It says, according as we hearken unto Moses in all things, so we will hearken unto thee only the Lord thy God be with thee as he was with Moses. And And the next one, letter C. It said, if any will not do their part, they shall die. If any will not do their part, they shall die. Look in verse 18 there. And whosoever he that doth rebel against thy commandment, and will not hearken unto the words and all thy thou commandest him, he shall be put to death. My friend, that's strong motivation, isn't it? It said, of those who are lazy and do, don't do anything or not willing to go, they'll be put to death. I don't know about you. If I was lazy, I'd get up with you. <laughs> so let's wrap it up the time we have left you remember the three kinds of church members i mentioned before and they all begin with a w first of all those who wonder what's happening then there's those who watch what's happening then there's those who work to make things happen which one are you in this ministry of first baptist church you come seldom enough that you don't know what's happening. You wonder you say, I hear what's going on. I hear we had a revival. I hear we have this. We have activities. We have fellowships. I, I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm wondering what's happening. But the majority are those who watch what's happening. They come every Sunday. They see other people. They see people singing in the choir, but they won't sing in the choir. They see people working in the nursery, but they won't work in the nursery. They see people doing other things, but they're not willing to do that. They watch what's happening. And then, praise God, they're the faithful few who work to make things happen. They're the ones in dire need of rest. Remember the analogy I gave you of the Super Bowl? In most churches, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. And 80% of people do 20% of the work. So let's close with this. Let's apply what Moses said to the tribes that didn't want to fight remember they wanted to stay on this side of the Jordan and had the land that was, they already had there for their cattle and he said to them shall you sit while others work and let me say this tonight, I don't have anybody in mind whatsoever, I don't know who, who they are if you're one of those ones who watch what's happening there's a good one, shall you sit while others work you enjoy so much of the ministry of the First Baptist Church, what the church offers you and you enjoy that. But other people are doing the work that you should be involved in. Shall you sit while others do the work? Shall your brethren to go to war? And shall you sit here? Then he also said that you discourage others when you do nothing. Wherefore, discourage ye the heart of the children of Israel from going over to the land and help uh, the Lord has given them. So I, w- I want you to consider that. Again, let me say this, the close of this. I I don't know who, initially, who is just watching. But you know, you may enjoy the ministry, you may enjoy coming to church, you may enjoy the messages, you may come to school, and you enjoy uh, the teaching of God's word. But are you working in some ministry? Are you helping First Baptist Church grow? Are you doing something for the Lord here? Are you just watching others do the work? You remember the message this morning? Remember Paul's admonition in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58? What did he say? Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always bounding in the what? Did it say the wonder of the Lord? Did it say watch of the Lord? It said what? The work of the Lord. other words everybody ought to be involved in the work of the lord in the ministry of the church and so i'm gonna quit right there because we got four minutes left but notice here again like back then this today people want to enjoy right where they're at enjoy the uh things they have but don't want to get involved so i want to encourage you uh if you're one of those who watch what's happening but you don't do anything, we need your help. We could use your help tremendously in many ministries. There's people in our church that are working themselves to death because people are not willing to work. And, and so I want to encourage you. I asked Caleb today about Awana because Awana starts this Wednesday. He said as of right now, he believes he has enough based upon those who have already registered to bring the kids but many more may may register this Wednesday. So he may end up not having enough. If that's the case, then that would be a good ministry to consider working in. So whether it be a Wana, the nursery, the choir, or Blast Kids Club, or other things, uh, I encourage you, if you come here and not doing something, consider getting involved. Let's bow together, please. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I've learned over the years the greatest blessings from God come to those who work. Those that are involved in the ministry. And those that are doing things that make the ministry grow. The ministry of people. And I want to encourage you, if you're here tonight and you come and you enjoy the ministry here. And the ministry is a blessing to you. And you're not involved, pray about doing something and getting involved. We could use your help. Many ministries need help. And I encourage you to just pray about that and consider doing that yourself. Father heaven, thank you for First Baptist Church. Thank you for the faithful labors we have to make this church work, to make this church uh, be able to do the things it does. We're so grateful for them. So, Father, we pray for more labors. The scripture says, pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he might send forth labors into the ministry. And so, Father, we pray to you that you might send four more labors to this ministry to help us to do the work of the Lord as we try to reach our community with the gospel of Christ. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.